This is the Evolution Exchange podcast, a channel that connects some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordics region. I'm Andy. I help connect businesses with the best UX and UI freelance talent. And today I'm your host. Okay, and welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Uh, we've got a fantastic lineup today and covering a great subject. So uh, today I'm joined by Casper, who's an art manager at King. You'll see who's a game economy manager at Seriously Digital Entertainment. Sanildon, who is a lead artist at Rovio, and Dario, who's a senior art director at Inno Games. And today we're going to be discussing the topic, the future of mobile games. And as usual, each guest has brought a question to ask, and we're going to discuss some different points. So super looking forward to this one. Should be a great discussion. Before we kick off with the questions, though, we're going to go around with some introductions. So, Casper, please could you introduce yourself for oh us? Oh my God, I'm first. Background. <laughs> yeah, you're first. Yes. Oh, wow. I was hoping to like copy be the, the style of the <laughs> first speaker but um, no, now I need to invent something <laughs> yeah so uh, I, I joined King it was my first job in the games industry as a, a game art intern and uh, it's been a very very pleasant uh, ride uh, so I've stuck around uh, so I started as a game art intern uh, and then I moved from one uh, one title uh, Pet Rescue Saga to Candy Crush Soda Saga. Uh, just they needed some extra push for the big launch of the, this, the second Candy Crush game ever in history. So it was a really huge thing. And uh, I came in there to save the day. And, you know, <laughs> I, I'm exaggerating a bit still. Um, I was meant to stay there for three months. Now I'm like at my seventh year or so in Soda. Okay. So uh, that's been good. And uh, here I am now. Nice, fantastic. The pinnacle of my career at the Evolution Podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, we'll head over to uh, Yossi then, please. Could you give us uh, your introduction? Yeah, hey all. Uh, so, seriously, Digital Entertainment, a game economy manager currently. Uh, so, managing live ops uh, and uh, thinking about the user experience of, of players. I've been at Seriously almost five years uh, already. Uh, started from the intern and then moved through multiple different positions to land where I am now excited to be here and I like the questions we have. Fantastic, thank you very much. Uh, Sani, if you could uh, please give us your introduction. Sure, um, yeah so I'm originally from Brazil. I have a background in graphic design and have been working in the gaming industry for a bit more than 20 years. Uh, back then you know, like no mobile phones and, you know, like <laughs> very small industry in Brazil. And at some point, like it makes sense for me to, to move abroad. So I moved to Finland seven years ago and has been working as a UI artist here. And now have been three years at Rovio. I started as UI artist also, but now took like the leading for our new project. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And lastly, then, Dario, please, could you give us your introduction? Sure. Well, uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me. I'm honored to have uh, the pleasure to, to talk to you with such experienced people as well. Um, so I began my career in 2001 as a web designer in Italy. I'm from Italy, uh, as you can tell from my accent. Uh, and uh, uh, after that, it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to do. And in 2006, I got my first job in the game, in the CG industry for a um, feature film, uh, Wings franchise. I don't know if you if you know it. 
Uh, after that, I moved to several companies in Italy, and in 2013, I moved to Germany, uh, and I started working for Inno Games. Uh, as a 3D artist first, uh, and then I moved to the team lead and art director role. So I, I've been there for nine years almost now, and I'm very, very happy about my decision as well. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you all for all of you. Some great introductions. Uh, and now we've got a little bit of a context for everyone. Casper, I'm going to throw you back into the deep end and oh, you're going to kick goodness. us off with the first question. Right. So uh, please, can you, yeah, please, can you give us the first question of the day? And like the usual structure, we'll go around and uh, hear everyone's thoughts and opinions then. Great. So my question is, how do you think that technology will allow apps to interact and interconnect with each other? And how can that be utilized in games for new experiences? Brilliant. And give us a little bit of context to that question as to why why you wanted to ask this particular question and what what's your opinion sort of experience with it? Well, I'm, I'm always, you know, trying to keep up with uh, the world and everything that's happening. Uh, a great source of aid in that quest is my kids and I feel like an old person much sooner than I expected. I'm in my 30s, like early 30s, and I'm already feeling like, whoa, what's happening? Um, and, uh, you know, just this day I was commuting to work and I was going to refill my card that I always used to pay for my train tickets. Um, um, but then the machine was like turned off and they said, no, there's a new system now. Now we only use the app. Like, Use your phone. Use. <laughs> so everything is continuously moving in that direction. And I, like you can't even park your car nowadays without a smartphone, usually. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, that's that's sort of what 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 made what sparked this question. And it's uh, obviously relates to the topic, which is the future of mobile games very well. Right. So uh, right. let's hear some some people's opinions on this. So Dario, what's what's your sort of thoughts on, you know, Casper's question there. Uh, well, that's a very interesting question. First of all, I think uh, uh, currently that the situation for me looks a bit stagnating in the sense of uh, some years ago, there was a lot of uh, development in the devices to become similar to console and PC, like in terms of rendering capabilities and stuff. But I see now more interested in more taking pictures and recording videos. If you see the new iPhones and Samsung, they are uh, they all come up with new cameras and stuff, but there is not so much attention anymore to the gaming part, as well as uh, what you can do with that. So I feel like we are in a transition moment where maybe a new thing can come up in a few day, few years, a new use of the phone. I still feel like we are still thinking uh, in a way that you play games uh, on the console, PC, and then you play apps, uh, so smaller apps on the, on the device, but there is not a lot of interconnection with them uh, and still i i feel like that would that could be the new direction definitely uh, to have mm. more in, like maybe not only companion apps but really part of the game played on the main devices as uh, pc and consoles and maybe part of the gameplay on the mobile device but they are part of one experience currently you just have like the same thing in both platforms mm. that's uh, the way i see it yeah, no, it's really interesting. Um, Sunny, let's come to you. Yeah, to me, I, I feel like, you know, like even even though like the the technology like can advance, I feel that the, the biggest difference comes to the experience. So if you start like comparing you know, like console games and like, you know, computer, like with uh, mobile games, 
it's such like a different mindset you know like when you like if you decide to oh, i'm gonna play you know like a ps5 game and you know like have your big screen and you know like turn off the lights and it's you know, like it's just like a different moment than when you're playing like something on, on your phone and for me like this is like the biggest difference between you know like those two universes so and it's quite tricky to you know overcome you know like this barrier so when when you ask like about you know like apps uh, and in your question right like will apps to interact i was thinking a little bit more about you know apps on your phone and not much like cross-platform like between consoles and that's a bit hard to to say now nowadays uh you know, I, I start thinking more about it if it's about like, you know, like some kind of server or, you know, like this kind of technology, like in the back end, that's gonna, you know, like support like new ways of people playing together mm. rather than something on your phone that's gonna make much difference, you know? Yeah. Uh, and now, like with, you know, the metaverse, so I don't know, like if that's like gonna, gonna change something, you know, like it's something like I want to see. Like VR to me, it was something that is still, you know, like it's not there yet. Like it sounds interesting, but like it, it feels it's still like missing something. But maybe we are about to see, you know, like that final click that like make every pieces like you know come together. I was wondering how, how in the topic title, the future mobile games, how long it would take us to get onto sort of the metaverse or anything like that. <laughs> and it's coming, it's coming the first first round of questions. So I can imagine we'll talk a little bit more about that as well in uh, later on and things. But uh, it is really interesting to see what will happen with that. Uh, you'll see. Just come back to you then. What what's your thoughts on Casper's question? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Um, like not saying metaverse but i'm gonna drop nfts i think mm. the technology is still quite far away but kind of the like owning your skin in one game and being able to take it to another game is of course like technologically a nightmare but uh, like if we can do it at some point then that's going to be huge uh, but i think that's very far away just because of like uh, it is so hard to kind of make different game supports like same skins for example but like what like some studios or big publishers could of course force it at, at least to some degree um but like i was thinking about this uh, more about the cross-platform approach like i think for example discord is in a great place where they are essentially used in each platform uh like each of the biggest platforms right now for example mobile the pc and the consoles so i think like the integration of these platforms should improve hopefully a lot in the near future uh, and I think cloud gaming will also kind of then loop into this, like, so you can play a game from your uh, phone while being in Discord with your friends and then just uh, switch to playing it on cloud when you get home uh, while still being in, uh, in the same Discord call very easily. Um, so I think that's kind of uh, some of the things that I, I'm looking forward to happening and which I think will happen hopefully rather soon. It seems as though, like where you were saying, very easily able to swap the biggest thing seems to be convenience like if it's easily convenient for someone to just do it with ease just change from that to that without having to like set up a lot of new aspects of it uh, which sort of drives most human behavior i suppose doesn't it? anyway if it's convenient then people do it so yeah it, 
But I also think like cross-platform like things like lo looking at Genshin Impact or so like I think like the gameplay is a bit different on mobile and I think players do different things when they're on mobile versus when they're on PC or PlayStation. Mm. So it just like also like in the game design part like considering what kind of content can we make for uh, different uh, platforms uh, which will uh, kind of then be a technological factor, of course, because mobile can't run it. So then cloud will hopefully help help with that as well. Yeah. Casper, come back to you then. Obviously, it was your question after hearing from all yes, the other guests. You'll there. finally get to hear the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are your further thoughts then after hearing that? Um, no, very good. Good thoughts. Um, I, I just uh, I, I just can't foresee, you know, uh, that uh, there's an incentive for developers to keep coming up with fresh ideas and we've got very many versions of very many established genres and it takes a lot of time and effort to make a game and uh, and so you need to use safe bets in most cases so i think there's there's going to be um, a push towards the, the in-between space where other apps that aren't traditionally seen as games like finances and exercises and uh, whatever are going to include more gamifying elements on a more regular basis and uh, uh, things are going to become more tailored towards the user so like it, it's gonna depend on who you are and if you play a lot of games then all apps are going to become more like games uh, to cater to your interests um, and you know, I, I can see that potential easily. Like me and my son started discovering Pokemon Go re really recently, and I, I mean, there's tons of possibilities for the normal map uh, uh, in your phone. Like whenever you want to go and get direction somewhere to have these little sub quests, you're you're going on a journey through the woods or like on a car road trip, and you're like, oh, there's. A side quest here with a really nice stop over here, earn points, whatever, compete with friends. I, mm. I just think that's uh, stuff like that. It's going to be more, more common. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of want to comment on that. I like because I actually now that you mentioned that perspective, I, I agree very much. Uh, like I think like you said, personalized or like serving something that you will enjoy. I think personalization and like better machine learning and better algorithms and, and all of this and like there's a lot of consolidation happening so like publisher know a lot about you probably before you even start a new game if they want to um, so like personalization is probably one of the things that will be more utilized in the future as well yeah fantastic no well a uh, brilliant first question Great, uh, great question to kick us off. So, uh, yeah, nailed it, Casper. <laughs> well, um, that's that's the first one. So we'll move on. We'll uh, we'll change direction slightly. We'll uh, head over to Seni if you could give us uh, your question, please. Okay. So, what's your opinion on the role of marketing research when choosing the main pillars in a game, uh, such as theme, narrative, narrative, and style? So does it help or gets in the way of having a more unique and creative vision for a game? Okay, and same as Casper, then give us a little bit of context as to you know why why you wanted to discuss this sort of aspect within the topic. Yeah, well, I feel that you know 
in the good old days, right? Like it was like more, you know, like coming up like with a game idea, right? It was totally based on like creativity and like people are trying to, you know, come up with like something that fits the the gameplay, for example, right? And then, you know, like you just come up with some crazy, uh, you know, Italian guy like jumping on pipes and, you know, so... <laughs> I, I, thought you, I thought you were going to go say uh, Dario then, but yeah, then you, yeah, you saw some Mario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and then, in like, nowadays, you know, like, we have this, you know, you look at the marketing and, like, doing all those, like, marketing research, right? And that kind of driving, you know, like, it's kind of limiting a little bit, like, what you can come up, like, when it comes, like, to, to your ideas. You know, you have a very clear, like, audience you are trying to target. And, you know... So how do you guys see that, like, you know, do you think, like, it's going to, that's the way, you know, like, in the future, you know, like, it, it's mm. going to be all based on marketing or, you know, like, how this is going to impact, like, the this kind of more, like, creative side of, of making games? Okay, In interesting. So let's go, uh, Dario, then. Please, could you give us your, your initial thoughts on that, then? Uh, yes, sure. I mean, this is a topic, a recurring topic, I guess, in every company when you start making a new game. You have a lot of people, they are very creative and they see that as an impediment like to their own ideas and stuff. I think everything boils down to, to strategical decision of each individual company in, in the sense of uh, when you become big, when you have like companies where we are, we are working for with hundreds of people, uh, it takes a huge risk to do something really creative and say, okay, let's go crazy. We do something that nobody expects. Because you can win the, a lot, but you can also lose a lot. Uh, in my opinion, it's not really an impediment having a market, doing a marketing research uh, before starting a new game. Because yes, you're, you're a bit of constraint, but you can still shape a lot based on your experience and your and your on your team and your background. So I don't, I never perceive that as a blocker. Let's put it like that. Mm -hmm. You'll see. What are, what are your thoughts? Um. I kind of agree with Dario. I think it's like mostly probably should help hone in and focus like like the idea that you have uh, and kind of taking the strengths and maybe getting rid of the weaknesses. But at the same time, I do. Uh, I am a big fan of indie games. Um, so I think if there is a very strong vision uh, like for the project, I think that can just carry without looking at anything outside of that. Uh, but I, I would uh, assume that bigger companies are probably more on the safer way, just because of the risks and uh, and, and so on. Mm. And Casper, let's come to you. Thank you. Yeah, so I I will have to repeat what some have already said, but uh, making a game is a high high investment and a high risk, and it takes a lot of time. So it's very understandable that uh, developers need to think carefully about how they do it. And, you know, in the beginning, uh, there indeed was more freedom because there was only a handful of companies who knew how to make a game and only a handful of people who knew what games were. But today, you know, uh, it's, uh, there's such an overload of information that I think we're, we're definitely going to keep seeing, uh, you know, the investment in established uh, brands and themes and narratives, etc., uh, so that people are there are already multiple hooks for the players to get interested in the title. Um, so the way I would like to frame it is that you know, 
creativity is always challenged and always uh, stifled in some ways by culture and uh, business necessities, etc. But creativity always has a place in the world and it will always need to find its way in and it always will find its way in. And I think in this case, it's, it's not as strongly going to deal with the what anymore because we've got research and data to talk talk to us about what to develop. Um, but the creativity is going to be on the how side. Mm. How do we integrate all our findings into one sensible experience? And also, how do we then execute it? How do we take, take the best of our resources and combine it? And what methodologies do we use, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. Sunny, to, to go to the, the second part of your question, so it was sort of two linked together. What are your thoughts then? Does market research help or get in the way of having a more unique um, or creative vision for a game? What What's your opinion on that? I think it definitely helps. It mm. makes make things like a bit trickier and, you know, like sometimes like it can be harder for you to get like to, you know, like a solution. Well, you know, like that everyone is happy and you know, like you have something that is fresh. It feels, you know, like uh, innovative. And at the same time, like it's uh, addressing like the requirements from, from marketing. But, you know, like it, it's such like a fierce competition, right? Like the marketing, it's... You know, it's so I think that's the way, right? Like, and mm-hmm. I, I, like, I like to see it like, as like a you know, ally, you know, like, so we can always, like, come up, like, with, you know, like, crazy ideas, like, you know, and push, like, the creativity, and then you have, like, this kind of safe net to, you know, like, to try things, mm-hmm. before, you know, like, you commit, like, with some some direction. Go on, Dario. Uh, yes, uh, I would like to integrate a bit what I said before, like, uh, following, uh, as a follow-up. Um, mm-hmm. It, uh, generally speaking, I think even if there is there are multiple steps that needs to be taken after you have an idea, even in a big structure like the one we work on, I, I still believe that you have room to, if you have a very strong vision, if you have a, you have, you have a very good experience, probably you have a chance to the, create a game uh, out of creativity, but still you need to accept the challenges that will come from other people. It's not in a big company is not possible just to say i i just have an idea i it just goes through straight like you will do in a indie in the company a small studio casper mm. did you want to come in on that as well um yeah no um, perhaps again repeating but there's always going to be that wild card every once in a while that just explodes from out of nowhere and then uh, the big players are gonna jump on that and also want to explore more to mm. stay sharp is the do any any of you four think that um, market research is it it hinders creativity, or do you all think it? You no, know, so no uh, no no one playing devil ad- advocate today then. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's a really interesting question. So uh, thank you, Senny. So well, well, that's two questions down. We're we're flying through these. So. What I'm going to do is just pause the questions for a minute. And I like doing this, asking halfway. Obviously, this is a sort of gaming podcast. So I'm going to ask each of you, what game are you playing at the moment? What's your favorite game that you're that you're on at the minute and why? So you'll see. Let's come to you first. What what game are you on at the minute? I just finished Elden Ring. Uh, loved every hour of it. It took many hours, <laughs> uh, which I'm very glad for. Uh, 
after that, I'm being a bit careful about buying the next game. Uh, but but yeah, Elden Ring for sure, at least on the console. Nice, nice. Sunny? Uh, I have been playing the Mike Morales Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and like just relaxing, you know, like doing some yeah. things. And of course, like I, I play a lot of Legends of Runeterra. It's something that I have been playing like for a couple mm-hmm. years already. So it's like going on. Cool. Casper? Yeah, so I, I have this guilty pleasure, the online version of the Pokemon trading card game. Okay. Um, it's like a great source of guilty pleasure and frustration, but you know, I, I keep coming back for more. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's exactly what they want. <laughs> right. So that's working. Uh, Dario, what about yourself? Well, for, uh, I'm currently playing a lot Warzone. I mean, I since got a release, I'm addicted to it. And also, I'm lucky because my girlfriend loves it as well. So we play together. I play on PC. She's playing on PlayStation. So top. Yeah, that's and the also, dream. That, that's the, the dream. dream. <laughs> uh, and then also, I uh, play a lot Gran Turismo uh, with some friends. We compete online a lot. Fantastic. Oh, brilliant. Okay, well, uh, we'll jump back in with the uh, back in with the questions then. So, Yossi, let's come to you then uh, and give us your question, please. Sure. Um, yeah. So it's about IP collaborations. Uh, I see. Like the question is, do you think this will become more prevalent, and do you see potential for smaller IPs uh, to benefit from these? Uh, so some background. I think it was. Around the day when when I was doing this, that I read about Candy Crush doing a Sonic collaboration. Uh, like Casper uh, can probably correct me, but I think it's very recent. Uh, yeah. And and then I started thinking about like because Fortnite and like Super Smash Bros. for example have been um, go like pretty much the content pipeline has been about only about collaborations mostly. Uh, and so that's been kind of the whole 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 thing. And in the mobile, I haven't seen it as much. I, I did do some research, so it it does happen, but uh, not as much as it's been like Fortnite or uh, uh, some other big uh, console or PC games. Um, and then I also started wondering that like, it's mostly happening with uh, big like bigger IPs or crazy huge IPs. Um, so I'm wondering if this could be something that smaller studios like or owners for smaller IPs could also uh, benefit from. Senny, what are your thoughts? Oh man, throw me on the fire like this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, this question is the harder one. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not sure if I have like a very strong opinion on this. You know, like I, I think like there's always, you know, at least like for mobile, right? Like it's something we never saw like happening too much so for me like it, it's kind of you know some some ips like we have for for mobile they don't have the same uh, you know range you know like as like big ones so i'm not sure if you're talking about like bringing ips you know like from console like at least you know like for for mobile or you know like or it's do you mean like more, you know, this this exchange like between mobile IPs? Uh, so, well, it could go any way in, in my opinion. Uh, but for example, uh, Sonic 
there's a Sonic event because uh, there's the new movie launching uh, in Candy Crush, which is like I would assume that both of these parties will gain new users and a lot of uh, visibility. Uh, so like it, at the best, it's of course a win-win for uh, every everyone involved. Uh, so I'm I'm just wondering like if it could be more used in in like marketing uh, yeah. front in in, in mobile. I think it's a bit like you no. Know, it comes like to the same answer like I gave to to Casper. Like that comes to usability, because the experience is going to be very different. Like for example, if you if you have like a Dark Souls IP and then you try to bring it to to mobile, you can maybe get some players, you know, but then you can never get the experience like the very hardcore, you know, like the same kind of experience like in in the phone. So you could like use this probably to bring players in but not sure like if you can keep those players like in the game later mm. dario what are, what are your thoughts i know um your question that you're going to ask relates very closely to this as well um so yeah, yeah. go on what what are your opinions well i i think what is uh, up to now the one of the biggest limitations i still feel is the the infrastructure because uh for instance, when you talk about um, coll collaborative IPs, like like events uh, all together online, the biggest challenge is synchronous multiplayer because the data network is not is not reliable most of the time. So, for instance, if you are in the underground or in, into a tunnel stuff like that, you lose your connection, so you cannot really participate. This is something that is not happening when you are at home. So, this is, I think one of the biggest difference that is making let's mm. say collaborative uh, IPs and experiences on mobile difficult at least that's what we figure out is a big risk when you want to do some some synchronous uh, experiences mm -hmm. but this uh, that should not limit the the the, the merging of different things going to getting together and what is not being used until now that much on mobile in my opinion is not only thinking about game to game collaboration, but also game to product, game to uh, any any other kind of use of product placement stuff like that is is used massively on TV and on other medias. Like it's very rarely used. Like you you will play a game and then you gain parking ticket, whatever, uh, something <laughs> like that. I don't know. So it's, I'm I'm very open to discussing like even product to game and not just game and game IP uh, uh, collaborations because I, I like I checked some uh, examples. Like, for example, in the uh, PUBG mobile version, there was a Godzilla versus Kong kind of promotion event happening, which is a movie, of course. Sonic is also a movie. Um, and then there was like Pokemon Oreos or something, which is kind of like collect them all. So you need to buy a lot of biscuits, I assume. Uh, so like and, and how I see it is that like, I think it can definitely be done. Um, and I think it's very important to kind of match the audiences or the kind of uh, IPs you would collaborate with. Uh, and kind of, I think if you see any clear uh, like weaknesses or issues that you might run into, if, if you kind of are chasing something like this, then I would also be interested in hearing thoughts about those. From a personal point, then you'll see, is it something you, you'd want to see more of? I think it's... Um, Never it again. Like, it's it, it depends. Like, I, I think it's very interesting because, like, of course, uh, I love a lot of different IPs, and I I think they could like work well together. 
but at the same time, I think it's probably quite hard to do because uh, then, of course, you're not sure if all of your uh, audience will enjoy uh, mm. ZIP and, and so on. But I think there's definitely some like possibility to gain big wins in, in that area, at least. Yeah, just I, I only ask because like for, I was just thinking about it when you said from a personal point, I I love seeing stuff like that. Like when I seen the the Sonic stuff with with Candy Crush and just any sort of collaboration like that, and you just think you wouldn't expect it, and then suddenly you see it, and it's like, oh, that's really cool. But then you don't want to do it too much. If you do it too much, you then then you start expecting stuff like that, and you think, oh, it's just another one. So it's getting that balance right of how often you do it, which I think relates to your question quite well. Casper, what what are your thoughts? Uh, obviously, you know, being from being from King and being from Candy Crush, and uh, there is that collaboration there anyway. Uh, so what what's your initial thoughts? Yeah. So uh, I I think it's. Um, um, it's uh, like I keep coming back to this uh, overwhelm that the entire world is facing, information overload. And that's why we're clinging to two things that are ironically are opposites. Like we cling to novelty and the recognizable. And that is the reason why we have these like IP collaborations, because it's, it's a genius hack, because our brain's prioritization favors those two things. So we, we were like, oh, but I know exactly what this is. Oh, but it's new. <laughs> and then you, then you go like, yeah, um, you know. Um, so, so yeah, I think there's definitely just gonna keep being variations of the new, uh, ver sorry, variations of the old uh, in new mixes and mm. I mean, I see this with uh, the chocolate in, in Swedish uh, Swedish stores. We've got this the famous brand Marabu, um, and then there's all these other like Twix and Snickers, and there's like you know they start mixing each other, and I I fall for it every time. I'm like, oh, but this is like Marabu with Snickers flavor, and this is Snickers with Twix, fla Twix flavor. Like, oh my God, I I can't wait to try that. And I tried it once, and then I never tried again. But there's a new variation now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I see. I see what you're saying. And I'll tell you what. We'll we'll sort of go into Dario's question here as well because it, they are very similar and they do relate a lot. So Dario, sort of give us your overall opinion. Go into your question a little bit as well. Sure. I can start with the question, then we can mm -hmm. continue. Yeah, this yeah. Is just a, a bridge. Uh, so my question is divided in two parts. Uh, the first part being, uh, with the current trend of porting existing IPs from PC console to mobile, how much room is left uh, for new franchises to be created and having the chance to grow on mobile only? And the second part is, and as a second part, uh, how important is going to be for an IP to be cross-platform, cross-media in order to be competitive? So it's really like just a continuation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we spoke about it a little bit um, before, especially with the, the cross-platform things, but especially like the current trend, um, you know, in IPs that you were talking about there and posing a really good question. So, Seni, let's come to you then just to, um, you know, further further this discussion a little bit. What what are your thoughts after Dario's, you know, gave gave his question there? I think it's possible. I, I think like it's not easy, you know, like to bring like IP from, from console to mobile. Uh, it needs to have, you know, ad adjustments, right? And, and like you need to review like how it plays, like in the mobile, and like review the the, the, the experience. But 
for sure, I think like it's totally possible. And the second part of your question, so how important? Mm, I, I don't know, like uh, you mean how how important, uh, how, how big it needs to be to, to be successful in, in mobile? Yeah, I mean, in other words, it's like uh, how to in order to sustain this. I mean, you, if, when you look at the market, you see there are com basically there are uh, games there. They are uh, dominating the mobile mar charts for ten years, basically yeah, yeah. in the top twenties. And uh, I see that they are constantly expanding their horizon, as as they just said with Candy Crush and Sonic. You're doing this kind of uh, cross-platform collaborations and. Cross IP collaboration and how important is that to to really to stay to get there and to stay there because one thing is to have one week of glory, one thing yeah. is to have five years of success. I think it depends a lot of the on the execution, right? So you know, companies that usually do triple A games, they they know how to do triple A games, right? So they need to understand like how to do mobile games also. Or, or even kind of outsource this like to another company that has experience doing, you know, because it's like it's such a different kind of, you know, animal. And for sure, the IP is gonna help, right? Like in the in the beginning, but then later, you need to have like a experience that it you know like made for that kind of player, right? Like for that kind of environment. And I think if it's like well executed, then it can hold it itself. But otherwise, it's going to be probably just like, uh, you know, something like for marketing and then you bring in players and then they're like, OK, that's actually like not what I was expecting or like it, it doesn't quite work like for that media. And then like we end up dying. Casper, yeah. let's uh, let's hear from you on this then. Yeah, it got me thinking. Like I remember uh, on the SNES, I'm sure there was like a McDonald's game uh, uh, with Ronald McDonald as, as the main character. And I started thinking like, I don't think Ronald McDonald is a thing anymore. Like, yeah, I guess the user testing uh, deduced that he was not, not interesting anymore. Uh, and where am I going with this? You might wonder. <laughs> I think, you know, uh, uh, some things are meant to be, <laughs> some things are not meant to be, yeah. um, but definitely uh, whenever there is um, um, a platform that makes sense for a brand to be on, uh, that's going to be good for them to be there, which is sort of a tautology, um, but still. You know, I think there's there's definitely an ever increasingly interconnected world with ever growing brands that mix and intertwine in an infinite amount of ways. And that's going to keep happening. And we're going to like every new um, uh, manifestation of that is going to stand against the test of time and see if it lasts or makes sense or not. And I think that, you know, we're already having apps to buy the burgers right now. Um, and like, that's the future. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm going. <laughs> Yossi, let's come to you. Uh, yeah, I, I really like this question. Uh, so uh, like, as Dario said, there's like the top of the charts is been, well, there are very, very like, 
old games there. Um, but there are, of course, like newcomers every year. So like, I do think it's possible to create an IP or a, like new game franchise on mobile and mobile only and kind of get it huge. It's probably harder than it was a few years ago or like, like 10 years ago. Um, but at the same time, um, it, it is possible. Uh, the marketing and uh, cost of acquisition and all of that, of course, matters a lot in, in this area as well. But uh, I, I will pass by it. Um, and then the second part, um, how important for the cross-platform, cross-media, uh, I think it's uh, like, I think this is also interesting, like especially the cross-media part. Um, of course, everyone probably knows that Netflix has this Netflix gaming uh, going on, which is very much uh, on top of this question, in my opinion. Like they essentially have the other media and now they want to do the games to support those. Uh, and I think Apple will probably try to maybe look at that front as well with their Apple TV and of course mm. uh, being a publisher or like the owner of the biggest uh, or one of the biggest IP or app markets. So I think it will help and I think it will be kind of expensive, but if you do it well and uh, kind of execute well, then it can bring probably a lot of value. Uh, like I've never played League of Legends myself, but many of my friends have. And when Arcane launched uh, the series, they were like so, so happy uh because they just got more uh of what they already love uh, so i think it's also kind of uh, good good for the fans uh, and audience brilliant uh, dario what what's your take on how important it is for it to be uh, cross-platform to be competitive uh, well i uh, i still believe that up to now the cross-platform part has never been used completely like there's mm. still a lot of room to 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 grow in that regard i feel like up to now there were a lot of porting of the existing games yes with a slightly different feature set but then they nobody well nobody maybe there is somebody that tried but i not that i tried uh, myself really doing a complementary game using the same franchise i see that rarely like something i can keep playing like i if i think about uh, i play call of duty a lot like if i could just drive the drone on with my mobile device and participate to a multiplayer game by just uh, using the mm. drone and scouting for other players and say hey uh, there's a an enemy behind this bush blue 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 I, then I will still be part of the current match on the on the server, but the, on my device I will just do that instead of trying to play Call of Duty on my mobile phone, which is not very rewarding for me as a hardcore player. Yeah, kind of way of doing stuff is missing in my opinion up to now. Well, even just it is really like like the topic future of mobile games. That is something you would never I would never even considered of you know like a while ago. You would say you know you could be on your Xbox or whatever playing Call of Duty and someone else is on the phone playing it at the same time. Um, that would be mad. But, you know, going into the, the future and the future aspect, I think it's a great question that you've brought it up and obviously you're starting to see that trend a little bit. So it might be something that happens in the near future as well. I hope. I really hope. I mean, it's like... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, that 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 was the fourth question. Is there anyone before we wrap up? Has anyone got any uh, last points to say on on, uh, on Dario's question there, or everyone okay? 
All good. All right. Well, fantastic. We, uh, I can I can keep rambling about hamburgers incoherently <laughs> if you want, but <laughs> no, I think we'll wrap it up. Yes. <laughs> no, another another brilliant episode. So uh, thank you very much to Yossi, Sani, Dario, and Casper. Um, some great questions asked and a great topic. So uh, I hope you you guys listening have enjoyed it. I've certainly enjoyed being on it. Um, if anyone listening does want to join the podcast in the future, please feel free to reach out to me uh, and I'll get back to you. But for now, we'll leave it there. And thank you very much again.